0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi, this is Lloyd Bailey, the host of Armed Lutheran Radio. There are two kinds of people who listen to this podcast, those who are badasses and those who want to learn to be badasses. Either way, you've come to the right place. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Alright, welcome to the
1: Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about martial law. Now, martial law is something, uh, pretty near and dear to your heart. I guess you like to, uh, enjoy your liberties as an American. I guess freedom, kind of important to you. Yeah, well, it's happened a couple times in this country, uh... Well, what, what is martial law, really? Martial
2: law, um, it's basically where the, uh, executive branch takes control of the government, suspending, uh, certain rights, um, uh... Basically sidelining the rest of the government, the executive branch. So that would be like, um, you know, in placing, placing curfews, uh, suspending habeas corpus, okay, suspending basic civil rights, military justice and military courts, that sort of stuff. Okay. So um, you know, you can forget your uh, right to a to a trial and uh, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, it's basically something the government puts in place, uh, during an emergency, a time of war. Some and of the reasons that they, they say, say
1: riots, civil riots, yeah, so, same thing. Some of the
2: times they've done it is, um, uh, to stabilize insurrections and, and uprisings. Right. And that's
1: and more probably governors, stuff. that kind of thing. Yeah, or... Well, that,
2: they did that in, uh, in Canada in, uh, the October crisis in 1970, um, down political opposition. They've done that in Poland and Russia and all sorts of different places. Okay.
1: So uh, there are other countries other than America. It's not all. Yeah, about they us. have just
2: done it here. Okay. Um, like um, they did it to uh, put down uh, political political protests. Remember um Tiananmen Square? Yeah. In eighty uh, nine, um, and you know coup d'etat, like a coup coup d'etat like when the government uh, is taken over by military. Um, you know, we saw that recently in Egypt. And Turkey
1: as well, right?
2: Yep,
1: yep. Turkey had the weird coup that may have been a CIA orchestrated uh, event. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody really, really knows what was going on over there. Because mysteriously, somehow, who we wanted in power ended up and... Yeah,
2: yeah it was uh, that was a little bit tricky, man. Nobody really knows what happened
1: there. And the guy Nobody. in charge was hanging out in Virginia while it all happened, <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. Yep. The guy who ended up in power. Right. I'm like, how does this... Right. All his enemies ended up getting arrested. And Yeah, all his enemies got arrested. The uh, the military, you know, it was all um, pretty slick. All the judges got thrown off the court because they're all spies and they're all right. evil and everything's good.
2: Yeah, so it's happened a couple times here, though. Um, there's a, a few. Most of them uh, that I saw were, were in responses to... Um, Union uh, protests and uh, miners.
1: Okay.
2: It uh, happened in West Virginia in uh, 1912, um, where the West Virginia coal mine wars. Um, that was a pretty pretty serious thing. That went on for a long time. I don't know
1: time. what's that about it. I don't that really know.
2: That was a... You know, uh, you ever hear that... Um, the term redneck, a lot of people say it comes from, uh, from these guys. Okay. Because uh, they were having a protest. They basically all got closed out of the mine the mines, and they, uh, hired a bunch of, uh, non-union guys to come down, so...
1: People who'd seen the sun before?
2: Yeah, so, uh, so about 6,000, uh, West Virginians, uh, came down with red bandanas around their neck, uh, armed and, uh, basically ended into a, a big, uh, big war, big shootout, and, uh, All sorts of bad stuff happened.
1: So maybe good things can come from the government stepping in. Well, I'll tell you, one that actually did work out
2: pretty well for all of us was um, uh, the Colorado Cornfield Wars. That was the same thing. That was a a minor protest. That was, I think that was uh, Rockefeller. John Rockefeller owned the mines. Um, And uh, the... um, he got the uh, National Guard to come in, the Colorado National Guard. All right. And the, uh, what was it, the uh, Colorado Fuel and Iron Company, that was the name of the uh, company that owned the mines. And um, they basically went into the, uh, the camp and just started uh, shooting everybody up. It was called the Ludlow Massacre, it's known as that. And uh, killed a bunch of women and kids, and, uh, um, you know, that didn't end so well because they killed all the women and kids and not all the guys, and so that ended up in a a big war that ended up going on for about a year. Wow. And um, that ended up, actually, they had, um, let me see, the the, uh, House Committee on Mines and Mining was formed in 1914 because of this, and uh, they published a report that eventually led to uh, the 40-hour work week and uh, child labor laws beautiful. So I, I'm always a, a pro-union guy. I know you're not a huge union not guy. Not a big union guy. I'm, I'm a union guy. I like them. They've done a lot for this country, you know. I like the
1: 40-hour work week idea. I like idea. it too, man. Um, I like the overtime and all
2: that stuff, man. Yeah? Yeah? No. I mean, I don't necessarily need a 40-hour work week, but I do like getting paid more when
1: I work more. I, I think we can all agree on that. Um, Nice. So... This has played out quite a few times yeah, in our it's, history. It's usually um,
2: not doesn't usually end up well for, for the people that are there.
1: No. No, and that's I mean I I know everybody was afraid of, you know, oh Obama's gonna have martial law and suspend elections and, you know, different Ooh. stuff throughout you've been hearing yep. he's never gonna give up power and well shit, we elected him twice. I mean I don't mm-hmm. think he had to give up uh much of anything. Yeah. But uh anyway, the uh, it's happened quite a few times, and and even you know you just gave some examples, and even more recent uh, Katrina, right? Um, that kind of thing. Right. I mean, well, I mean Katrina, I, they came, they took people's guns.
2: Yeah, and I, I think that's uh, it's interesting because just because it's uh, it's they don't always call it martial law. Sometimes they call it a state of emergency. Okay, you know, it's not technically the same thing, but they can do the exact same stuff. You right.
1: know. They were seizing guns and putting... And and that was, I guess, one of the big things. They were like, well, do you have a receipt for your gun? Right. That was actually one of the things that was cool. It was right when I was getting into buying a lot of guns and whatever. And I'm like, oh, I got to keep the receipts. I got to save the receipts for everything. And that's like the only thing I own that, you know, I have all the receipts for (laughs) and, you know, everything. I'm like, oh, this is here. This is Uh, here. You're leaving a paper 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 trail trail for the government.
2: Now they can find your guns.
1: But... Man, because you got to have something. Because, yeah, they're going to take them, and and you're not getting. Because they were all like, well, we don't have any record of that. What are you talking about? And when you tell the cop when they're trying, you know, they're going door to door, and you're like, well, you have to give me a receipt for you taking my gun from me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that. Yeah. They don't have time for that. Yeah, no, I certainly wouldn't want to be the cop, though, doing that either, you know?
2: Yeah. That doesn't seem like a fun job to That sounds like every door door you're going to get shot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that doesn't sound fun at all. Now, Tell me about like Boston. Now, Boston had martial law not that long ago. That's right. It happens. Uh, it
2: happens more frequently than uh, than you think. You don't always hear about it when it happens.
1: Now, Boston, they weren't necessarily going and you know taking people's guns that or was, like uh, people yeah, imagine. They're basically
2: trying to just keep everybody in their house until they track that last. Which, guy you know, down. in
1: the definition you read, that kind of fits right in.
2: Right. Right. And you know, being ready for martial law that might be. Uh, one of the things to keep in mind is that the best case scenario a might prepper. be just locking yourself in your house and keeping your food and your, so, your stuff together. Just
1: having the supplies and the mm-hmm. things where you don't need to go out and you can hunker down for usually a day or two, maybe yeah, it's a week. Not long. It's not, you yeah. know, but can you do that? Mm-hmm. Not everybody can. You know, we keep discussing it yeah. well, sometimes. How much of
2: it, is a, of it is a crisis for everybody on Thanksgiving when the grocery store is closed? You know? Danger. Yeah.
1: Danger.
2: How many people do you see out that can't make
1: it that one day? Oh, I like to go to Stewart's and buy a newspaper. You know, I don't uh, know. you got to get do the Black Friday shopping. But, uh, and I think, what, this year I think I had to get, oh, I bought a gallon of milk. Mm. I didn't really need it. Yeah. I bought a gallon mm. of milk. <laughs> and the wife's like, where the hell are you going to put that? That ain't going to fit in the fridge. Yep. You call shit. You know, you, what you got to do? I said, like, put it outside. It's cold. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, a little off task there. Sorry, I get distracted. uh, Um, So yeah, so Boston though, they they had the right to go in and search everybody. Kind of fits. I mean, you know, we all wanted those guys caught, right? We, you know, everybody can kind of agree on that. Yeah, and there are definitely
2: uh, situations where martial law uh, is necessary.
1: It's kind of scary, probably seeing all those uh, you know military vehicles roll through town, right? Um, The stories. There were a few that I did hear that were a little concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know people were talking about if they looked out their window, the soldiers going by would point their guns at them and they had to go hide away. Yeah. I don't know if you really have to go hide away when you look out the window and they point a gun mm-hmm. at you. But...
2: Well, you have to remember that everybody in the military, all the cops, they're all people, man.
1: And some people are assholes. Some people are assholes and some people yeah. don't want to get shot. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd rather point my gun at you. Right. And have you disappear so that way you know, hey, I don't like you looking out the window at me Mm -hmm. because I don't want you to shoot my ass. Don't look at me! Especially with the cops today, man, being under such threat of... uh, Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable all the stories we've been hearing this week of, uh, you know, cops getting shot everywhere. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't want to be a cop. Oh, man, they have a tough job. It is a hard job, man. And, you know, so, hey, if I'm out trying to control an area... And I have people staring out the window at me. I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. I can kind of see their point of view. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying, you know, I want yeah. a 50 cal pointed in my window well, when I'm trying to see what's going on.
2: You realize it's a pretty
1: unpleasant experience. That doesn't sound good to me. Um, so that, uh, I do remember hearing a story in Boston that... Uh, one of the guys was like yeah i got up to go to the bathroom and they shot through my chair and 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 like broke my computer monitor <laughs> cuz they were just like randomly shooting into houses thinking they were going to do something and cuz i guess they had a, a bad guy narrowed down to his building right. but they were just like spraying shit yeah now i guess they could get away with it and even if this guy got shot they could mm-hmm. kind of legally work their way out of that one. Yeah. But come on. I mean, it's during martial law. It doesn't mean be a complete yeah, ass. But
2: that doesn't mean it doesn't mean that there's going to be a whole lot of uh, repercussions during martial law. There's not a whole lot of repercussions, no. you know, even after the fact. Right. I mean, that's why they declare martial law so, so that, they can uh, do
1: whatever yeah, to they fuck. can
2: do whatever they want. Yeah. Now, part of that can boil down to for especially for state of emergencies, um you know, seizing uh seizing food stockpiles.
1: Hmm. So
2: now, that's something you want to keep in mind uh when you're stockpiling things. Maybe keep it in a place
1: that's uh not so obvious. All right. So yeah, one of the things uh that I heard was uh that under Obama in twenty twelve they he signed. Now, mind you, it's an executive executive order, so he's just like, yeah, whatever yeah, the fuck I just want to makes do. It
2: makes it a rule, so
1: it's not like anybody really got behind it. But I just can't imagine a president Trump or anybody else saying, you know, I have all this extra power. He already got the shame for it. I'm gonna just get rid of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's gonna happen.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so what it was was uh, an executive order called the National Defense Resource Preparedness Executive Order, Mm -hmm. which uh, grants all the big agencies, Homeland Security, Department of Agriculture, Department of Labor, Department of Defense, complete control of the U.S. resources, Mm -hmm. including the ability to seize, confiscate, or delegate resources, materials, services, and facilities as deemed necessary or appropriate to promote the national defense. Yeah, I now, like how they call it U.S. resources. Yeah,
2: because it's not like uh, the U.S. government just has thousands of grocery stores. You know, no, that's not.
1: It doesn't doesn't mean that that that's the stuff the government owns. So if you're the that's grocery store have. that instead of having two days worth of food and you're on your shelves or mm-hmm. three days, whatever you know the number they keep throwing around is. Mm-hmm. If you're the grocery store that has a weak supply, does that mean sucks to be you? You planned wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of scary. Uh, if, you know, people know I'm the prepper and now this is on the local level. But uh, like if the mayor's like, oh, you know, everybody in the community, we all know that Bob is the big uh, mm-hmm. stockpiler and he's probably got a year's plus supply of food in his basement. And that would really help out. I got a lot of hungry people here. Yep. That's kinda of scary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So one that makes you guys think loose lips sink ships. Yeah. You know, you want to uh keep your uh OPSEC up, you know, mm-hmm. your 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 general preparedness. Maybe no, that's the thing. Like I mean, obviously we have the, the prepping podcast and you know, I always get in trouble with uh my wife is like, You tell everybody, you tell everybody everything. And you have it on your sleeve kind of thing. And and it's true because I look at it as the the point of view of I want everybody else to prepare. So that way they don't want to steal my shit. Right. But honestly, she's probably right. Mm-hmm. You really want to keep your mouth shut and just take care of your business and whatever. Yeah, we're
2: a couple of morons for even oh, doing yeah. this podcast.
1: Yeah, no, there, there's <laughs> nothing right. But, you know, whatever. I, I just feel like I got to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um... But, you know, by, by kind of warning everybody and kind of getting people. I think, oh, if I can get you excited about guns, then maybe my Second Amendment will last a little bit longer. Yeah, and, that's really
2: what it is, man. It's just, that's I think that's what the NRA's main goal is, to just hold out as long as possible. Yeah,
1: you know, shift as many minds in our direction to, mm-hmm. you know, I say our direction, hopefully uh, you're on board at this point. <laughs> I don't really know, but... uh Otherwise, you're a little strange, a little narcissistic, or uh, self-defeating uh, if you've gone this long listening to our podcast, you know, like, I think we're <laughs> episode 51, uh-huh. and you guys are uh, still listening if you're you're anti-gun and whatever, I guess, you know, maybe uh, know your enemy, right? You're listening yeah. to your Rage Against the Machine?
2: Yep, yep, yep. I actually, uh, interestingly enough, I had the cops come to my door uh, yesterday. I wasn't even home. How is this not the, on the regular
1: for you? This I'm is what sort I'm of concerned know, about. You know, all
2: the things that I go online looking up uh, when it comes to this show, it seems like I've got to be on like all sorts of watch, watch lists. Yeah. But they actually came. It was unrelated. They came to my door, um, and uh, apparently somebody up the street had their house broken into, and somebody stole their stove. They took their <laughs> oven out of their house. That's awesome. And uh, was in a truck that was very similar to the one that was parked in my front yard, my front driveway. And you were like, good
1: luck getting that thing to move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
2: that's what the, other, the, the wife said. She goes, look at all the leaves that are underneath <laughs> it and on top of it. You know that a thing hasn't moved in a year. That's a pretty valid point. But, uh, yeah, so basically the cops said, yeah, that's good enough for me and left.
1: Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's <laughs> whatever. I mean, you know, they're out there trying to do their job. Yeah. And and that's it. We're all doing battle, yeah. you know. And
2: if if you're a cop and uh, somebody got broken down down the street, and you stole somebody's oven, broken into, you stole their oven and drove the block down the street and moved it into your house, you'd have to be an idiot of a cop to not figure that out. To not at least go look into that. Yeah, you know, don't rob your neighbor, man. Rob no. in the next town over.
1: <sighs> shame, shame. I like that they do the truck. I, I felt bad. I, I was talking to a lady and. Uh, her family owns one of the big uh, furniture businesses in town, and uh-huh. and you know you always hear these commercials about my grandfather built this table and mm-hmm. whatever, and we still have Thanksgiving there, and and all this stuff, and uh, they talk about how uh, they. Had um, you know, just generations and whatever, the same family owning this business, and you're like, oh, they sound like nice people, you know, They're whatever mm-hmm. you hear about it on the radio. So the lady calls me, and I guess both the grandparents had just died recently.
2: Okay. And
1: uh, so they were doing the funeral and all this for, you know, for the one, uh, for the, the second one to pass on, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the grandmother. And uh, they said during the week while they were doing all the arrangements and the funeral... Somebody broke into the house. now, mind you, this is a really nice neighborhood. This is like a main part of town. It's on a main road where cars are driving by. You know mm-hmm. you get twenty cars past your house in a minute, yeah. right all right, so they went in, stole all the copper. Oh, they that's took the worse. They had this big antique Lincoln, no plates, no nothing in the driveway, hooked it up, stole you just that off with it. Stole appliances. That's what made me think of uh, whatever the lady called it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just have to tell you what happened, and I'm like, okay.
2: That's the worst. When they steal the copper, oh yeah, they just trash the house. And you don't care. You're gonna get sixty dollars. Yeah, exactly. And you
1: knock all the walls in and all sorts of nonsense. Oh, it's brutal. And, and she's like, and they stole the car out of the driveway. I don't understand. <laughs> but it's like a street, and the houses, this is a neighborhood where the houses are like 15 feet from each right, other. They're right. not, it's like, how does that happen? And you know, that's the thing. So, you know, we understand cops are out there doing their job. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be harassed. Like Kevin said, it, you gotta be, you know, there's good people, there's bad people in every walk of life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, uh, you know, maybe have these guys back, be a little patient with them. If they're willing to work with you and be pleasant, yeah, maybe throw them a bone and be a little pleasant too. Mm-hmm. That's all. If they're assholes, fucking be an asshole. That's <laughs> what I say. But, uh, you know, work with people cause we're all just trying to get along and make do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to realize a lot of those guys out there are, uh, you know, preppers and, uh. People who think a lot like you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cops that are uh, on board with uh, you know taking care of themselves, taking care of their family, and mm-hmm. and taking care of their fellow man. Right. So, you know, just be a little patient. Anyway, sorry to get off on another rant, but uh, you know that's what you guys are looking for, right? The quality entertainment of uh, Chuck and Kevin. No. <laughs> All right. So, martial law. So, what kind of things would you know, we just talked about the government could come in and take whatever resources. Right. So it might not just be food, although food is definitely high priority on these things for a long term, mm-hmm. you know, situation. You know, they're not going to come in and want to take your food because they're having a week shutdown from a storm. Right. Or even two weeks. Right. I mean, you're, you are you got to move into months, I think, yeah. before the government, or you got to be talking national disaster right. where, you know, EMP and the whole country's out. Mm-hmm. Then maybe, you know, your local militia or, you know, uh, National Guard are knocking on the door going, mm-hmm. oh, we want everybody's resources.
2: Yeah, and most of the time I see that it is actually the National Guard when you see these sorts of events. It's yeah, usually I would imagine. the governor, not the president, that
1: uh, right. puts something like this in an order. I know, that's why I want to be a governor. I'd rather be a governor over a president. These guys have mm-hmm. the power, you know? Yeah, yeah. They, they run the state troopers, everything, man. You got your own police army there, plus the National Guard. Mm-hmm. Come on.
2: Yeah.
1: So, um, so, so what yeah, else? It's, it's, it's what happened upset. quite yeah.
2: a few times. All right. uh, the thing we have to watch out for is, is there's a very small difference between that and a uh, national disaster type, type thing. Okay. State of emergency. So uh, state of emergency is basically a nice way to say it. But it's basically the
1: same thing. Doesn't sound as scary. Yeah, it doesn't so, sound as scary. Right. They're here to help. The government yeah. is here to help. I'm from the government, we're yeah. here to help. Oh, your yeah. house is, is damaged. Come over to our FEMA camps. We'll take care of you. And that's, I mean, one of the big things about being a prepper is you want to prepare to not be forced in to go into a FEMA camp. Right. A lot of times... I mean, a lot of times it is mandatory, but there's a lot of times where it's not mandatory. But they're like, if you want food, if you want anything, Mm -hmm. come hang out at our FEMA camp and we'll take care of you. Right. Come to the local high school gym and we'll set Mm -hmm. you all up with cots and whatever, and we're going to give you food and supplies. Yeah. If you prepare and you have food and supplies, you might not have to go to Mm -hmm. the FEMA camp. And then you can make a little more decisions and have freedom a little bit longer and that's kind of why we're prepping Mm -hmm. you know and also if you can hold back a little bit then you can kind of see how it's going to play out
2: right right see what's going on and say hey you know
1: it's pretty good everything over there is working out they're just there to help it's like the red cross and Mm -hmm. their sandwiches and crackers then great i like crackers crackers but if they're like oh why did you run that barbed wire all around the yeah. high school? Uh, food stopped showing up. And now, oh, the food's a little moldy. Wait, the soldiers are getting the good food first, and then mm-hmm. there's nothing left. No. See, that's the idea. We want you guys to plan. We want you to think. Get a little bit ahead of, you know, the curve. The uh, The other thing is guns. Mm-hmm. I, I know that's actually what a lot of people think of first when oh the government's gonna come take my guns. But you know what? I can't even think of an instance where that's happened mm-hmm. under martial law. So well, I guess uh, New Orleans, New Orleans, yeah. right? That's where I was going. But uh, you know, that's not a typical thing. But I guess you know that could happen, mm-hmm. New Orleans. And I I don't know how that could have helped the situation in any way, right? I, oh, law-abiding citizens! You should give up your guns because there's people running around and shooting people everywhere. Yeah, that doesn't sound no. right to me. That's not a. It's not a. It's non sequitur. But
2: I don't know. do not? Know. Um. So one of the things you want to think about, though, is uh, if you're in 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 uh, in a rural area. Yes. And this is going on. Your best bet is probably to. Uh, you know, bolt your doors and close your blinds and and hunker down. But in an urban area, depending on your situation, uh, food supplies can end quick, and then it happens a lot faster that people start looking for somebody else to get food from. Right. So in an urban area, your best bet might be to get out as soon as possible. Load up your car and, uh, you know, get out of the area.
1: Um... You know, I was looking back at my notes here, sorry. Mm-hmm. I know we're jumping around a little bit, just a little. But uh seventeen seventy three after the Boston Tea Party. Yep. Martial law. Mm-hmm. And so but anyway. the
2: intolerable acts. That was Ooh. uh that whole thing there. Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire did one. They ended up uh, you know, ending that after a day or two when they realized nobody was rioting. But you know what they did seize during the Chicago Fire? They went around and seized all the dynamite they could. And then blew up buildings to stop the fire. You know, blew up a line of buildings to uh, put an end to the fire. And I mean,
1: that's the thing. I mean, you know, we go back to a minute ago. Um, You want to be helpful. Right. I I don't want my whole community to burn down to the ground. Mm -hmm. If I can give you something that'll stop it, I just, I, I wish, and I know we don't, I wish we lived in the world where... It would be, you know, people wanted to help each other and mm-hmm. we're all cool. Yeah. And instead, we're so ingrained in this, I got to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. But it sucks on the flip side. You don't want to be the guy who gives up all your resources for a day and then you buy the masses one more day. Right. And then you starve to death long and with And your family starves to death when you were prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things I've been seeing on Facebook. They have uh, some kind of card game with with decks. it's called uh, Conflicted or something and I keep seeing the Facebook ads Mm -hmm. and it looked interesting whatever, but I guess the the premise is the uh, the moral, you know, it's called Conflicted, so Mm -hmm. like the moral uh, decisions that need to be made kind of for a prepper and you know what, honestly it's better if you're clear in your mind where your lines are I know we did a, like, survival at sea episode. We talked about, you know, when are you ready to eat your buddy? Right. And different things like that, which, you know, I'm still a little scarred about where you want to go with that. (laughs) But, you know, whatever. Um, But thinking about these things beforehand, but where is the moral line? I mean, you know, like you said, giving out dynamite to... uh, the government, to save your community, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, that I don't that think they actually sense. gave up the dynamite. They well, just had their dynamite taken. But... Right. Well, that's my point. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, where where is the line of, you know, this is what's right, mm-hmm. this is what's... And,
2: you know, a just government, hypothetically, uh, would reimburse you after the fact. And that's possible, you know, but that's not necessarily saying that's going to happen at all.
1: I think if you're giving up food, the probable, um, what is it, the vouchers? It's not always what you hear. Oh, the Mm -hmm. government will give you a voucher. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you'll be able to get, don't even worry about that. Give me all your supplies. We'll give you a voucher. You can be at the front of the line. Mm -hmm. We'll give you the A1 spot. And uh, yeah, right right after, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, because we got resources coming. We just got to hold out two more days. Right, But that's... You know, that's the kind of thing is, you know, you got a plan. All right, am I going to help out? You know, can we take in 20 more people? Now, 20 more people who can farm and, you know, take care of things, they might be cool to add to your little mm-hmm. prepper security location. But 20 more useless people who just want to eat your crap, mm-hmm. that's maybe not so. Uh, yeah, so useful. So just think about what you're doing. Think about what you're securing and why. I mean that's the thing is the moral you know implications you you gotta kind of weigh it out but do you not have an obligation to your family right you know you have to take care of yours and you prepared mm-hmm. um, if if it's possible to help somebody you know if you have a well mm-hmm. and somebody's like oh I want water that's cool if you could right. help them out but also don't be stupid when you become the target by you giving out water does Mm -hmm. that not make a line of a thousand refugees standing at your uh the end of your driveway please sir yeah you know that's that's where it gets ugly um you got to worry about you know the whole end of it like that so you know i don't know we got to just kind of plan and maybe start to think beforehand so you're ready when those tough decisions i know there was a big thing in in iraq and afghanistan Where you know, you'd see like little kids as bait kind of thing, or kids Mm -hmm. coming out taunting people and whatever, and you're like, Oh, it's a kid, you know, whatever, because we have a different moral code than other people might have. Mm -hmm. And in desperate times, people might use their kid to set up an ambush, Mm -hmm. you know, to get you. Oh, you know, there's a kid sitting there. You know, how many times in Vietnam. The snipers and shoot one guy in the leg out in the open, mm-hmm. and right. everybody'd try and, and go rescue him, and he'd right. get shot, get shot, get shot. You know, four and five guys deep trying to save one when that guy was already lost. So you got to decide. Just because something on the surface seems right, you also have to protect your your family, mm-hmm. you know, your community, your group. So kind of starting to think about these things before martial law happens um one of the things that i've been you know feeling conflicted about lately or i don't know pressed into to worrying about is is your stuff put away is it in order so if you're at work today and something horrible happens some kind of a you know major event uh terrorist attack something and the government came and locked everything down, and they were going door to door looking for guns, mm-hmm. like FEMA. Are your guns right there in the gun safe where they can walk in and go, "Oh, here they all are." Yep. And they walk out with your guns. It's not going to be hard for the government to find most people's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, do you really have it, you know, planned and put away? Mm-hmm. Um, are your food supplies all in one place? You know, mm-hmm. oh, show me your pantry. Show me, uh, you know. I mean, some places, you know, it's you're in your basement, there's a closet or Mm -hmm. whatever. Is it all in one place right in the open where if they walk through your house and open each door, they're going to see it? So maybe find a way to disguise your stuff a little bit. But my point is, do this stuff beforehand, before martial law happens, before whatever, so that you can decide what's right. You can give up your stuff on your terms if you want to do it. And if you want to keep your stuff, then you have that option too. But decide where your moral compass is, where you want to be, and think about your family. Think Mm -hmm. about who you care about. Think about your obligation as a man to protect your family. Right. Uh, These are the things, you know, that are kind of important and it's better to decide now and make sure you're ready so when these times come up, you know, they always, it's one of the government commercials, uh, what is it? You never know when the day before is the day before. Mm-hmm. And right, isn't that true? Right. Right. You know, you don't know that tomorrow and it's funny that the government keeps saying all these things and nobody's like, well, you're ridiculous <laughs> if you think tomorrow something bad might happen.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean it's it's important to um to have your moral beliefs, but it's also important to be able to make the decisions. Yes. Instead of having somebody making the decisions for you. Yes. That's really, uh, I think, what I'm getting at. Is that, um, you know, martial law, if it does happen in your area,
1: may be completely justified. And it may solve a problem. Right. You know, maybe you don't want people running around with uh, tough cocktails, throwing (laughs) them at your local businesses. Right. But, um, you know... You need to uh, make your moral decisions
2: based on uh, the events as they happen. Right. And if you uh, if you give up your um, your readiness, then you're not going to be able to make that decision. You're going to have other people making the decisions for you. So um, I think that's about all we got
1: for the yeah, show. Yeah. No, I was going to have a uh, little uh, one. Yeah. No, that's what I got on martial law. Okay. Um, I did want to mention we uh, got our first Patreon subscriber. Nice. So, yep, you guys might want to follow suit. You're like, hey, it's not so crazy. Maybe I should support Chuck and Kevin. Maybe I should click that link that says Patreon and throw them a dollar a month. Then I'd be awesome. Now, it is possible that this person was drunk, accidentally hit the (laughs) (laughs) donate. Maybe they meant to go somewhere else. I don't know. It does appear it might have been 12.41 in the morning when he did it. <laughs> I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But the bottom line, you know what? We appreciate it because okay. that's cool. Um, so, something the rest of you guys, you might be like, oh, you know, instead of buying audiobooks for 18 bucks for five hours, mm-hmm. I can listen to five hours of Kevin and Chuck. Mm-hmm. I'm just to say and I think uh, you know, if we get get a little bit of money coming
2: in, we can uh, you know focus on getting uh, some better equipment and uh, bring you some better
1: quality shows. Better quality shows, more, a little uh, more time more for research. And, yeah. So whatever, that's that's cool. You know, we're not trying to hit you guys up. I just just throwing that out there. And you know what, we do appreciate it, and that's awesome. So yeah. thanks for uh, supporting us there. I like that. Um, also got some more emails. Got a guy. Uh, Excited! I uh, wants to learn about solar setting up a uh, off the grid situation. Okay. And I say we're all about off the grid situations. We're all about preparing and setting things up to take care of yourself, make yourself a little more self reliant. Hopefully uh, next week we'll be able to uh, talk about solar and setting up uh, you know your own kind of off the grid solar uh, situation. Yeah, I think uh, you, you know I've. Felt Solar's really been
2: in the news a lot lately, and um, it seems like it's getting pretty uh, pretty reliable and pretty um, so uh, cost-effective.
1: We're going to try so and dig deep, deep into, into that. that, but my point is, the reason I bring it up now is, you know, throwing us some ideas, different things you guys want to hear about. We're always excited to hear, you know, what's going on and, and what you'd like to learn about, because we're going to try and uh, give it back and do the right thing, so... Look forward to that. Otherwise, and any more ideas, sorry, uh, email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, uh, stay safe, and we will talk to you guys next week.